Well, uh, today is a very special talk. Uh, I'm not going to preach the word, uh, but I am going to be addressing our people, our congregation, uh, through more of a pastor's talk or more than anything else um, to do with the pandemic that we are facing, the vaccine, etc., etc. You know, throughout this pandemic season, um, I have not publicly spoken about my personal beliefs uh, regarding uh, COVID-19, the virus and its variants and, and, and the proposed vaccines and all of this. I've never publicly spoken about this, but I felt a few days ago that the time has come for me as the uh, senior pastor of our churches and ministries um, to share with you what I believe concerning this virus and uh, the proposed vaccines and all of this. Now, please understand, I am not preaching the word. I am just sharing with you after looking at numerous, numerous uh, sources of information, talking to various people uh, throughout the past year and nine months. We're almost going into uh, two years, very soon in three months' time of this pandemic. Uh, what I personally believe, and I just want, I think it's important for me to share this with you as the congregation. But I need you to note that I don't know everything. I want to repeat that. I don't know everything. It's just my humble opinion. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I've spoken to some medical doctors. Nobody really knows the fullness of what is going on, except, of course, God. Amen. So how am I going to do this? Well, through the months and through the, the past year and nine months, I've heard various comments and people, question marks, and they're not sure about this, not sure what to believe. There's been so much stuff being put on, on the media to begin with and so much stuff being put on the internet and people not sure what is fake news, what is true, what is all of these things. So I've heard so many question marks from different people. And so I'm going to do this by posing some of his questions and answering these questions that many are asking and genuinely giving you my honest opinion, not, his, not what the Bible says, my honest opinion on these questions as your pastor. Amen. It's up to you whether you share the same views. We're not going to judge you if, you if you believe something different. That's okay. We are allowed to have our own opinions, amen? But I need to state here that each of you is free to believe what you choose to believe concerning this pandemic and concerning the vaccines that are out there. So this is not a biblical study, but merely what I have come to understand up to now having watched many exposés from different sources and from different so-called experts on the subject. So please, I can't state this more emphatically, understand that I'm merely sharing with you as your pastor what I have come to understand and believe 
up to now. Amen. So now, I'm going to go through a series of questions and attempt to give you a simple answer in terms of what my opinion is on these questions. So we're going to start with the virus itself, COVID-19 and all the different variants that has come up. The first question is, is it a real virus? These questions that many people are asking, is this a real virus? And the answer is yes. Of course it is a real virus. It's not a fake, it's not somebody's imagination. It is a real virus, amen? Secondly, the next question that stems from that is, is it a natural virus? In other words, did it originate from a bat or from a pangolin somewhere in nature or from a Chinese meat market? and so on and so on, which there's so many different sources there. Personally, I don't believe so. I don't believe it's a natural virus. I believe it was purposefully created in a laboratory, more specifically, the Wuhan Virology Laboratory in China. I've read extensively, I've heard, I've watched, I've checked. I've come to the conclusion this is definitely not a nature virus, amen? So, of course, the next question, if it was created, then why was it created? I can't tell you that I know for sure why it was created, but my opinion is that it was created for political domination and world power reasons by certain people who want to control the world's population and economies for their own evil agendas. I believe it was created for that purpose, it was spread for that purpose, and, but I can't tell you that I have proof of this, that I'm 100% sure this is just my final opinion, if you want, based on what I've seen around me. Amen? Of course, the next question is this. Is this virus dangerous? Is it a dangerous virus? I believe it is, yes, of course. Especially for older people and people who have already, uh, who are already suffering from underlying diseases and conditions in their lives, like asthma, diabetes, pulmonary issues, cardiac issues, you know, things like this. Of course, it is very dangerous for these people. And uh, I personally believe that. I do. Has COVID-19 been the cause of deaths in many people around the world? That's the next question. Definitely. You know, people say, yeah, the statistics are put together and so on. No, no. It's not, this is not all true. The statistics are there. Whether COVID killed these people or they died as a result of COVID-19, they died of their underlying condition, which became so aggravated, we can't say, but many, many people around the world have lost their lives, sometimes not because the virus killed them directly, but because their medical conditions became so bad that their body couldn't cope with it. So yes, has COVID-19 been the cause of deaths in many people around the world? Absolutely. There's no doubt about this. 
Then the next question which I would like to answer is this. Should I, as a Christian, observe the protocols recommended by the World Health Organization, by the government, such as wearing of a mask in public places, sanitizing my hands, observing social distancing, and all of these things. Should I observe these protocols? Definitely yes. In order to protect myself and others around me from the virus, definitely yes. It has definitely been proven that uh, observing these protocols will certainly protect you, protect others around you, definitely. There's no doubt about that. And then the last question on, on COVID-19 that I'd like to speak about today is should I, at the same time as observing all these protocols, pray for God's protection over me and my loved ones? to protect me from COVID-19 and trust God to keep us safe and from this virus? Of course, absolutely yes. Just like we pray and we protect, we pray for God's protection from any other sickness, any other disease. Why shouldn't we pray for God to protect us from this virus as well? It's no different. Of course, absolutely yes. In fact, I do believe that this should be top of our list. Amen? To believe God to protect us. Bible says he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a shadow of his protection. It's, he promised it in his word. And so we need to do that. We need to believe God to protect us each and every day. Amen. So these seven questions is what I failed to answer. I'm sure there are many other questions, but I am not an expert on COVID-19. I'm just sharing with you my heart, what I believe up to now on, in terms of this virus. Amen. Now I want to talk a little bit about the vaccines. The first question is, does this vaccine protect us from catching COVID-19? The answer is no. Funny enough, the media is coming out with it now after a year, nine months. This very morning I was watching ENCA. They were talking about the, the infections of Omicron and all of this. And they were saying, this vaccine does not protect you from, this is on the media from catching COVID-19. And a lot of people say, think if I, if I don't take the vaccine, I will catch the virus. But if I do take the vaccine, I won't catch the virus. And that's not true at all. You can be contaminated with this virus, whether you've, got, you've taken the vaccine or not. Just so that you know, currently in Europe and the USA, they are experiencing tens of thousands of new infections daily. In, in uh, Ireland, it's over 50,000 a day. In England, it's over 40,000 a day. I'm not too sure of a stat in the USA, but it's also like this. Very, very lot. Even though 60 to 70% of the population have already taken the fullness of a vaccine. So this shows me that these vaccines do not protect you from catching COVID-19. So, of course, that then brings me to the next question. If I am vaccinated, 
can I pass this virus to someone else? If I catch it, if I get it? From what I understand, yes, you're just as contagious as anyone else. The that uh, virus still remains contagious. You can give it to someone else. This is why it's so important to observe the protocols, as I said earlier on. The third question is, does the vaccine offer a level of protection against serious infection and potential death from COVID-19? And according to the medical world statistics, the answer to that is yes, it does. Less vaccinated people seem to die from this virus than unvaccinated people. So I, from what I've read, from what I've seen, I do believe that if you are vaccinated, you, the severity of the infection of COVID-19 in you will be a lot less than someone who is not vaccinated. The next question is, can I die from taking this vaccine? Well, the answer is yes. Some people have had bad reactions to the vaccine and some have passed away. Now, I am not telling you this from what I've heard through the media or through the internet. This is my personal experience with people that I happen to know. Yes, some people have died, but you need to know the percentage of, of the chances the occurrence of you dying if you take this virus, this vaccine, sorry, is very, very minimal. It's a few thousand around the world as opposed to millions who have died so far. So it's very minimal. But yes, the, 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 it can happen, right? So number five, can the vaccine have seriously bad side effects down the road in my life. From what some prominent medical doctors are saying, there is a definite possibility of this happening. There could be side effects. I know somebody personally who went and took the vaccine and this person told me she, was, she thought she was going to die that very day. For 24 hours, she shook. She couldn't even stand. She shook so much, she would fall to the ground. She just shook in her bed. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't even get up to calls for help. She was so shaken from this vaccine. Thank God it took 24 hours after that. It began to taper off. off. But can, can this vaccine give you some serious side effects down the road in a year or two or three from now? From what I understand from the medical world, it can happen. There's a definite possibility of this happening. Well, the next question for me makes me laugh. But it's a real question, especially for Christians. Is it a sin to take the vaccine? Come on now. Absolutely not. It's not a sin. Amen. Spiritually, taking this vaccine is no more a sin than taking the flu vaccine that many Christians take every single year. They go for their, for their shot at Discam or wherever to protect them from the flu. Taking this vaccine is no different. It's, it's, it's the same. It's not a sin. Amen. So you don't have to worry about that. Well, the next question follows up on this. Is a vaccine the mark of a beast? 
right because in Christian circles there's so many things that are floating around there's people saying this is the mark of a beast others saying no it's not the mark of a beast and people are confused I can tell you it's not it's definitely not the mark of a beast how do I know this well according to Revelations 13 15 the word of God the mark of a beast is received either on the right hand or on the forehead Imagine if they give you a shot in your forehead. I don't think you'll be alive, man. And it comes from the Antichrist called the beast in the Bible. All right? Now, the Antichrist is not revealed yet. He's the one who starts the mark of a beast. He's not revealed yet. I'm not saying he's not alive, but he's not revealed. He hasn't come into the public domain. Amen? Nor has the false prophet. There are many people who say the Pope is a false prophet, this person, but we don't know yet because he hasn't come into the public domain. So in any event, the mark of a beast will only happen after the church is taken out of a way which is called the rapture of the church in the Bible. So if you read scripture, there is no ways we're still here. Well, I'm hoping that the rapture hasn't taken place, and I hope if you're watching this as a Christian, I'm trusting that you are also hoping <laughs> that you have the rapture hasn't happened yet. Amen. And that alone tells me that this cannot be the mark of a beast, because the mark of a beast happens after the rapture. By that time, we're not here. We're gone. We're with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I don't personally believe that this vaccine is the mark of a beast. The next question is very practical. If my job requires me to take the vaccine and I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, should I rather quit my job and refuse to take the vaccine? Let me tell you my honest opinion as your pastor because I care for you. I'd rather be able to earn a living feed myself, feed my family, than find myself on the street with no money, nothing to sustain me, nothing to look after my family, just because I refuse to take the vaccine. Notice what I said earlier on, it's not a sin, it's not the mark of a beast. I'd rather take the vaccine, keep my job, earn the living. Yes, there may be side effects down the road, but at least for now I can live and look after my family. Come on now. So this is pastoral advice I'm giving you right now. And I don't believe you should quit your job just because people or the, your employer wants you to take the vaccine. Well, unless you have another job lined up that doesn't require you to take the vaccine, that's okay. As long as you've got that, that's okay. Then you can move on. But otherwise, just stay there. Take the vaccine. Trust God to protect you from the side effects. Amen. The next one is what I just said. If I take the vaccine, can I still pray and trust God to protect me from potential serious side effects? Of course. We keep trusting God for these things. He's our protector. He's, he's the one, he shall hide you under his wings, Psalm 91 says. He will protect you. 
His faithfulness shall be your shield and your buckler. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him, I will trust. I take refuge in Him. Of course, of course you can still pray and trust God, even if you've taken, in fact, that's what I would recommend. If you take the vaccine, you know there could be potential side effects later down the road, then pray God's protection over you and your family. Well, the next question, the next two questions have to do with me. Because I think it's important for me as your pastor to tell you where I stand. Not just my opinion about all of these things, but where do I stand in terms of a vaccine? So the question is this. Pastor Michel, are you going to take the vaccine now? My answer to that is, at this stage, no. No. However, if I have no other choice, say for example, right now our government is busy meeting, they're going to be discussing the mandatory side of this, what are they going to make mandatory, etc., etc. If, for example, they come, they come out of this meeting and they say, you cannot pastor a church, you cannot lead a ministry unless you are vaccinated, I will definitely not abandon the call that's on my life for the sake of taking the vaccine. Because I believe I have to honor God first. He's called me to do these things. I am going to continue to run the church. I'm going to continue. And if it needs, if I need to take the vaccine in order to do that legally, then I will reconsider my decision. However, if it's not mandatory, no. Right now, I'm not planning to take the vaccine. And then finally, the, the last question which I want to answer this mo uh, uh, ask this morning is this. It's to do with me again. Pastor Michel, why do you choose not to take this vaccine at this stage? Why do you make that choice? There are four reasons. Number one, I feel that it's not been sufficiently tested. My understanding is that vaccines are tested over periods of three to five years usually and before being pronounced safe for public use and released to the public. But these vaccines were released after a matter of months. So I don't feel comfortable that it's been tested enough, that it's safe enough. So as long as I can stay away from taking this vaccine, I will stay away. That's the first one, first reason. The second one is it actually does not protect me from catching COVID-19 and giving it to someone else. So whether I take the vaccine or not, I can still catch the virus. I can still pass it on to somebody else. So I said to myself, I don't want to take this vaccine right now. The risks are too high of other things and I can still get the virus and still pass it to someone else. So I'd rather wait and see what happens down the road. Amen? The third question, the third uh, answer to this is why, why do, do I choose not to take the vaccine right now? Is although very, very minimal, I could be the next one to die. I'm hoping this will not happen from taking this vaccine, and I'd rather not take that risk. I don't want to take that risk. You know, those people who have died, I don't know how many are around the world. I know in the US, the figure that I saw lost was about 15,000 altogether. I know in Australia, there's a few hundred, you know. But here, I could be the, the next one. 
I don't want to take that risk. I've got work to do. I've got family to look after. I don't want to take that, that risk of being the next one to succumb to this vaccine. And then number four, at this stage, I don't want to take the vaccine because I'd rather avoid the future potential negative side effects of these vaccines in my life. I'd rather avoid that as long as I can. And if a time comes where I'm forced to do it, I will do it. But for now, I steer clear of it. I observe all the other protocols. I make sure I don't take any unnecessary risks of catching this virus. So for now, I'm choosing to wait and see what happens in the future as long as I can. That's why I'm not moving forward with taking the vaccine right now. I need to say, because people look at me, what about the mark of a beast? Well, I don't believe it's the mark of a beast. I'm not not taking the vaccine because I believe it's the mark of a beast. No. There's other reasons. I've given you four of my reasons. So as your, as your pastor this morning, I've tried to give you as much of an objective view regarding COVID-19 virus and the vaccines. As I said earlier on when I began this talk this morning, you don't have to agree with everything that I've mentioned. You're free to choose and have your own opinion. But these are my honest views at this point in time. I also need, now this is very, very important. I need to ask every single one of you who are under the covering of our ministry not to be judgmental towards anyone who differs from what you choose to believe regarding COVID-19 vaccines. People, just like you have a right to believe whatever you want to believe, the person next to you is your brother in Christ, your sister in Christ, has the right to believe what they choose to believe. So please, don't judge one another. Don't, don't, yeah, there is no better word. Don't be judgmental of those who take the vaccine or those who don't take the vaccine. Don't judge them. Amen. People are allowed to make, their, make up their own mind without being judged, especially fellow Christian brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's continue to love one another, support each other as much as we can, regardless of what we choose to believe. Let's continue to pray against the spread of this new variant in our nation and for wisdom for our government, for our president and, and this uh, command council, COVID-19 command council people and those who advise the president. Let's continue to pray for them. Rather focus your attention on trusting God to heal our nation and to provide economically for those who have lost their jobs and all of this, which is causing great, great pain in our nation. Amen. I want to leave you this morning with a scripture of the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So above all, 
let's remember the theme of our church this year in him we trust we love you god bless you you're welcome to listen to this talk a few times so that you get a full understanding of what i've shared with you this morning but as i said you're also welcome to have your own opinion on some of these things amen god bless you all and i'll chat to you again next week